This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. This week our episode consists of two segments. The first is Walter Winchell's Jurgen's Journal of October 19th, 1941, reporting on news at home and abroad. Our second segment is The Hidden Mine, the debut episode of the short-lived Tailspin Tommy radio series. The series aired over CBS from September to November 1941, and this episode is one of only two known episodes to have survived from the original 13. The series was based on the successful comic strip, which also spawned movies, serials, and books starring the popular flyer. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations help us to continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this week's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. ...of the Jurgen's Journal and Walter Winchell. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North and South America and all the ships and clippers at sea. Let's go to press. Flash. Moscow. The Soviet government reports that stubborn fighting continues along the entire front. The Russians claim that in one encounter they destroyed 38 German planes. They admit, however, losing 17. Another Russian unit on the Central Front claims destroying 42 Nazi tanks and 60 trucks loaded with 10 large field guns and considerable ammunition. Moscow just admitted that some Nazi panzer units are now only 65 miles from the city of Moscow. Cairo. British fighter planes dropped torpedoes over a long convoy and struck two Italian merchant ships. Flash. Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, stand by. The Navy just revealed that 10 men were injured and 11 are missing from the United States destroyer Connie, which was hit by a torpedo on Friday, 350 miles off Iceland. I am now waiting for the names of the casualties. Stand by, please. New York City. The condition of the beloved George M. Cohan is reported good. Mr. Cohan was operated on yesterday for a major surgery at the Flower Fifth Avenue Hospital, New York City. New York. Dr. Frederick B. Robinson, who retired recently as president of City College in New York, died today. He was 58. Miami. The United States Coast Guard has ordered the flying of hurricane signals from Tarpon Springs to Sarasota, Florida. A hurricane of moderate intensity is moving northeastward from the Gulf of Mexico. I said moderate intensity. Moderate. Have you got that list? Ladies and gentlemen, I now have the list in front of me of the injured. Now, these are the ten missing men from the destroyer Connie. 
Floyd Andrew Camp, ship's cook of National City, California. Lloyd Dalton Lafleur, pharmacist mate, Beaumont, Texas. Luther Ale Curtis, a water tender of Wilmington, North Carolina. Herman August C. Gageway, a water tender of Troy, New York. Louis Dobnikar, that's D-O-B-N-I-K-A-R, a water tender of Cleveland, Ohio. Ira William Stoltz, a fireman of Cambria County, Pennsylvania. Sidney Gerald Larry, L-A-R-R-I-V-I-E-R-E. Sidney Gerald, L-A-R-R-I-V-I-E-R-E, a fireman of Lafayette, Louisiana. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Have you three more? I am reading the names of the ten missing men, or eleven, Ollie, from the destroyer Carney, which was torpedoed Friday, 350 miles off Iceland, to continue with the names. George Alexander Calvert, a fireman of Gillespie, Illinois. Russell Burdick Wade, a fireman of Houston, Alabama. Harry Tull Young, a machinist mate of Rita, Arkansas. Dwight Floyd Pyle, a seaman second class of Bainbridge, Georgia. The injured include Samuel R. Kurtz, or Torpedo Man, of Eric, Pennsylvania, or Erie. Eric is correct. Eric is correct. Eric, Pennsylvania. Leonard Frantikowski, a chief boatswain's mate of Norfolk, Virginia. That's all the names we have at present. Behind the international scene, a summary of inside news based on authentic and last hour diplomatic intelligence. Singapore. The main Japanese battle fleet is reported to have passed north through Chosen Strait into the landlocked Sea of Japan. Concentrations of troops on the Amur River indicate a three-directional blitz on Russia's maritime provinces by land and sea. The Japanese war party is in a frenzy of effort to reassure Tokyo that it is safe from Russian bombers, the Japanese nightmare, only four hours away. Washington. President Roosevelt is expected to open the eastern Mediterranean to American shipping. The purpose is a direct supply route to Turkey. This means American naval convoys in the Indian Ocean. Washington. Major South American republics have asked if they can depend on Washington's support in a wholesale deportation of Axis ambassadors for abuse of diplomatic privilege. Washington will reply that self-defense is the sovereign right of any American republic. And it will add, Bueno, mi amigo. London. For the first time in history, Heinrich Himmler, the chief of the Gestapo, will introduce mass starvation as a discipline for rebellious populations. That is why Winston Churchill will turn down Herbert Hoover's new plan to feed Europe. Attention, Mr. and Mrs. United States. Tokyo is ready to launch its Far Eastern Empire. The Japanese fleet is waiting only for the Nazi high tide in Russia. This squeezed diplomacy is a picture of the dictator's new world. While Moscow holds on, Japan offers the olive branch. When Moscow is falling back, Japan rattles the bayonet. The Axis program is now fully illustrated. Peace at a Munich or extinction at a Moscow. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected your constitutional commander-in-chief almost one year ago. He has acted 
on your mandate. He has told the dictators that they cannot decide the destiny of the American people. His choice was made neither at Munich nor at Moscow. It was made at Valley Forge. While President Roosevelt faces our foes, it is our duty to protect him while his back is turned. I refer to those self-called patriots who denounce the president at $600 per speech. America's big job is to first defeat these defeatists. We all can stand up to Hitler by standing alongside of Mr. Wilkie and President Rosen. Friday to be with you for a half an hour, because I know that Skeeter and Betty Lou and I have had some adventures that'll make pretty exciting radio listening. And if you don't mind, I'm going to drag up a chair and tell you about an experience we had only last month, when the three of us were flying out to the coast from Three Point, Texas. We were cruising along at about 3,000 feet over that stretch of desert southwest of Salt Lake, when Skeet started complaining about the heat. Oh, holy cats. It's getting hot in the inside of Gene Cooper's base drawers. Oh, cheer up, Skeeter. You'll soon be cooling off in the good old Pacific Ocean. Oh, now you're talking, Betty. Just fly me over the beach at Santa Monica right now, and I'll <laughs> bail right out into the surf. <laughs> you should complain about flying over the desert, Skeet. What if you had to cross it in a covered wagon? Oh, you're talking about two other guys, mister. I ain't intending to be no pioneer. Look at that dry stuff down there. Well, I bet you could fly... Hey, Tommy. What? There's a ship down there. A ship? Well, at least I think it's a ship. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is. It's grounded. Hand me the binoculars, Betty. Here they are. Thanks. Oh, I, I hope it isn't a cracker. Yeah. There, you see it, Tommy? Uh, the other side of that long gully there. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's a cracker, all right. The right wing's crumpled and the motor's smashed. Maybe it just happened, Tommy. Isn't there something we can do? Uh, well, somebody's already there. I can see an automobile and... There's a man standing beside the wreck. Well, let's fly low and give it the once-over, huh? Well, we ought to do better than that, Skeets. Maybe we can be of some service. You, you don't mean you're going to try and sit down in a rough country like this? Oh, it isn't so rough. I see a clear space alongside the chip. Looks like hard surface down there. Hang on, pals. We're going down. If 
Tommy. That's what I call putting a down on a dime. Mm -hmm. Taxi up a little closer to the wreck, Tommy. All right. That's it. Here comes a guy. Howdy there, folks. Hello there. Anybody hurt in the crack-up? Hurt? Yeah, I'll say the fellow was killed. Oh, oh I thought so. Yep, I had the boys take his body into town. I'm the sheriff of this district, headquarters in Emmitsville. How do you do, Sheriff? I'm Tommy Tompkins. This is Miss Barnes and my pal Skeets Milligan. I'm pleased Hello, to meet sir. you, Miss Barnes. You too, Mr. Milligan. You know, it's uh, funny thing about this case... When we found the fellow, he was laying beside the plane with four or five bullet holes in his body. What? Bullet holes? Yep. We figured somebody shot him while he was in the air, and when the plane fell, it threw him out onto the ground. Well, cut my switch. Say, what's going on here? Come on, Skeeter. Let's get out and look things over, huh? Hey, Sheriff, uh, how do you know he was shot in the air? Maybe it was done after he fell. Oh, no. No, sir, it wasn't. Here, come here. Let me show you something. Yeah. Right over here. Now, you see them bullet holes in the plane? Yeah, well, I'll be darned. Hey, these holes are made by machine gun bullets. Of course they were. Say, Sheriff, who was this pilot? Did you identify him? Well, no, ma'am. There wasn't no identification at all on the body. Doesn't seem to be any on the ship either, does it? At least there's no wing markings. Yeah, well, you folks don't know the half of a jet. Here, come around here. Right around this side. I want to show you something else. Now, see? See right here where I'm standing? Yes, sir. Well, this is where the body was. But the fellow wasn't dead when he hit the ground because he had time to write some words on the side of the plane with chalk. Now, see here? Yes, sir, Tommy. He left a message. Urgent. Rescue my brother with Gus Miller. Hi. Well, he's starting to write a word beginning with H.I. Yeah, I know that, son, but what's the word? Where am I going to find this Gus Miller? Hey, hey wait a minute. Wait, now, 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 I got it. I got it. Now, listen. He started to write the word hiking. Gus Miller and the pilot's brother lost somewhere. You see, Sheriff? Oh, that doesn't tie up with the shooting, though, Skeets. Uh, no, but if it wasn't for that... Wait a minute. Of... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, it's plain to be seen the ship was headed east at the time of the crack-up. East. Let's check the fuel supply, Skeets. Maybe we can learn something else. Well, okay, Tommy. Tell me some more about this flyer, Sheriff. Uh, about how old was he? Well, he was uh, just a young fella. Oh, I'd say around 19, uh, maybe 20. Had he been dead long when you found him? Well, I can't really say about that. A prospector stumbled onto the wreck this forenoon, and he notified my office. We figure it uh, must have happened either last night or early this morning. Well, Sheriff, <laughs> maybe I wasn't so wrong on that hiking idea. Go on, you tell him, Tommy, huh? If this ship had a full gas load when it started, it flew, I should say, about 45 minutes before it crashed. Uh-huh. Well, that means it traveled around 75 miles. And 75 miles west of here would be uh, right in the middle of the high Sierras, wouldn't it, Sheriff? Say, hey, that's it. That's it. He started to write High Sierras. Well, sure. That's what we've been trying to tell you. Yeah, but uh, where in thunder did the plane take off from? It's all wild country back in those mountains. No habitation of any kind. Well, all the more reason why it would make a good hideout for somebody. Maybe this Gus Miller. Yeah. Say, look, Sheriff. That pilot made a dying request that somebody rescue his brother. And his fellow aviators, 
We ought to do our level best to grant that request. You said it, Tommy. Any objections to Skeeter and I do a little scouting over that territory to see what we can find? Why, why, no. No, go right ahead. Thanks. You mean you and Skeeter and uh, Betty Lou, don't you, Tommy? No, honey, I'd rather you wouldn't go. Why, Tommy! Oh, now, Betty Lou, this is no trip for a girl. It'll be a long, tiresome flight, and no telling what we'll run into. Oh, well, what's the difference? I've been in tough spots with you and Skeets before. feel a lot better if you'd go on to the coast by train. I'm sure the sheriff wouldn't mind letting her ride back to Emmettsville with him. Why, not in the least. No, sirree, not in the least. <laughs> she can get a train for the coast at 420. Sure. But I don't want to go on by train. Tommy Tompkins, I have a good mind to... to... <sighs> Remind me never to speak to you again. Oh. Be careful, won't you? You know I will, honey. What do you say, Skeeter? Let's get going. Okay, Tailspin. Now let's go here. Okay, stay when. All right. Come back. Sure, some plane you boys have got. <laughs> yes, sir, I'll say, Sheriff. This ship is known as the Silver Street. And boy, let me tell you, she'll do everything but <laughs> give you a haircut, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she sure is a pretty thing. Yeah, what's that long pipe underneath there? The exhaust? Well, I know that that's a smoke writing attachment. Oh. Say, is there a landing field at Amosville, Sheriff? Why, sure, sure, and a good one, too. Well, okay, then. We'll let you know how we come out. All right, Skeeter, let's get underway. All right, Emily, we'll see you in Santa Monica. I'm not speaking to you, mister. Oh, all right, then. Here we go. Oh, I didn't mean that, Tommy. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Goodbye, Tommy. Bye, Skeeter. Bye, Betty Lou. Good luck. Happy landing. Thanks. See you soon. Talk to Vern, so here he is. Come on in here, you. What's a big idea? Yeah, you tried to make a getaway with your brother last night, didn't you? Who said so? You were seen running toward that plane just as Harry took off. But he couldn't wait for you because my boys were closing in on him. All right, so I was trying to get away. Sure. And I'm glad Harry made it, see? We've known for a long time what's going on in your mind. You've been planning to kill us like you did our dad. Now that you've learned how to operate a tungsten mine. Yeah. But you don't dare kill me now. Because Harry will bring the law in here. <laughs> Joe, tell him what happened to Harry. I'm very much afraid that your brother ain't going to tell no law about nothing, kid. On account of the very simple fact that he's dead. That's a lie. Oh, no, it ain't. As soon as he left here, one of our men followed him in a plane and shot him down over the desert. That's a lie. You just say that to scare me, you dirty rat. That's enough out of you. Get out of here. Go on back to your work. I'll take care of you later. If you fellas did... Oh, uh, get out! That fresh punk. He said a mouthful when he said his number was up. Look, Miller, I want to talk to you. I got a little story for you. I'm afraid it's going to be a little story that you don't like. If there's any more killing to be done around here, you'll have to do it yourself. That's how spilling it I am. I took care of his brother. Since when are you giving orders? You'll do what I tell you to do and you'll like it. Oh, Yes, come on out here. That's Mac. Yeah, what's the trouble, Mac? There's a plane overhead. Hey, a plane? It ain't one of ours. No kidding? Yeah. See it up there? I've been watching it for five minutes. 
flying low over the camp. Yeah, so you lied about getting Harry Osborne, did you, Briggs? What are you talking about? I did not lie. He didn't send that ship here. He's dead, I tell you. All right, we'll argue about that later. You and Mac take up a plane and get that ship. Oh, more rush stuff, eh? Yeah, hurry up about it. Don't let it get away, you hear? It's seen too much already. There is a landing field down there, sure enough. Sure enough. Well, they got a camouflage. Yeah, thought so. Hey, look, that ain't no ordinary valley, neither. It's kind of a pocket or something. Uh-huh. High cliffs on three sides, and the only opening is a narrow gorge. Well, what a job getting a plane in and out of there, huh? Hey, hey, there's a ship coming up here to meet us. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, see it down there? Where? Oh, she's a fast one, too. Look at her climb. Yeah. Well, I guess they're coming up to pay their respects. Sure. Like to pay their respects to that flyer over the desert. Hey, we better get out of here. Not yet, Skeets. I'll hang around and see what they're up to. Oh, there's your answer, Tommy. Now let's get going. That's a rat trick. Oh, boy, that was close. Hey! They're shooting holes in the right wing. Hang on, Skeets. We're going into a roll. Now level her off and then kind of pour the suit to her, will you? We can outrun them easy. No, no, no. We can't make it here. I'll dive under them and come up on the other side. Oh, that's swell flying, Tommy. That's leaving him behind. Now, if we can only get clear of this valley. We'll get clear of the valley, all right. Then I'm going to let those fellows catch up with us. Yeah, and when they... What? Let them catch up with us. I want them to start shooting again. Say, are you gone nuts? The second they open fire, you pull open the smoke writing attachment. What's the big idea? Here they come. Get ready. Okay, she's open. All right, hang on. We're diving down through this cloud bank. Now, what was the idea then? See, they think they shot us down in flames. Well, slap my tailspin. <laughs> oh, that's pretty smart figure in tailspin. What else could they think with all that black smoke trailing out behind us? And now they can't see us because we're below the ceiling. <laughs> oh, crazy, all right, Tommy. Just like a fox. I expect they're headed back to their base by now. Yeah, and we'd better head for our base, the town of Emmitsville. No, not yet, Skeet. Remember what that dead pilot wrote on the ship? Urgent. Rescue my brother. Yeah, sure, but I well, want to... see a clearing down below, and it's not far from the edge of one of those cliffs. I think I can make a landing. A landing? Mm-hmm. What for? So we can climb down the cliff into the valley. Something tells me we ought to get down there in a hurry, too. Are you with me, Skeets? I... I never bailed out on you yet, have I? Go ahead, pal. No, the damn. Oh, brother, what a climb. Oh, we're down. 
Finally. Oh, that must have taken a couple of hours. Oh, I'll say. Plum dark already. Yeah. It's a good thing the moon's out, so I can see way around. Now, look, Skeet. The first thing we'd better do is... Take it easy, Tommy. Some guy just looked behind that rock over there. Of course I'm sure. I've seen him. Mm, we can't afford to get caught at this stage. Now I wish there wasn't no moon. Let's walk over the past rock. this country in daylight, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, me too. Boy, I bet you that's well, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There he is. Come all right, I think I... Come on, oh, oh, no, boy, not me. Get off of me. Hey, wait a minute, Skeet, Skeet. Huh? Huh? He's just a kid. Huh? Well, Sean, uh... Stand up here, kid. Take a look at you. Say, what's the idea? I wasn't bothering you fellas. Who are you anyway? You don't work in this camp. You work here? I'm not saying a word. What are you doing with that pack on your back? Are you about to start up the clip? I tell you, I'm not saying a word. Hmm. I'm going to hunt you the very person we're looking for. you got a brother who flies a plane? Why, uh, yes, I have. Did Harry send you here? No. No, he didn't send us, kid. I'm sorry to have to tell you that your brother was killed. Oh. Then it is true. Harry's dead. Well, now, look, we haven't got time for a lot of explanations. We're here to get you out of this valley. We'll have to work fast. What's your name? Vern Osborne. I'm Tommy Tompkins, and this is Keith Milligan. Now, tell us what sort of a place this is. It's a mining camp at Tungsten Mine. Who runs it? A man by the name of Gus Miller and his partner, Joe Briggs. But it isn't their mine by rights. No? They murdered my dad to get it. They murdered your family? Yes, they did. My father discovered this vein of ore and filed a claim on it. And these men came along and tortured him until he signed the claim over to them. And after that, Miller shot Dad. Harry and I saw him do it. Why, the dirty skunks. They had killed Harry and me, too, only they needed us here to show them how to get out the ore. They don't know anything about mining. They're gangsters. I thought so. They certainly use gangster methods, all right. Machine gunning of your brother, for instance. Hey, fellas, here comes somebody. You better get down behind this rock. What for? We're not scared of them. Keeps in what he says. This is no time to take foolish chances. Well, we waited too long, that's all. But you're kind of rocking out this afternoon. That's He's gone now, and the point is how we're going to catch him. We get down to the mountains and spill the beans, we're stuck. Mountains, nothing. He can't even get out of this valley, you know that. I'll get the boys to comb the valley from one end to the other. We'll find that guy, and I don't mean maybe. Yeah, but, but we had a drop from Lance to Lance. Boy, there ain't no chance of getting back up there. Well, good night. What are we going to do then? We can't get out through the gorge. It's blocked by a high wall that Miller and Briggs built to keep anyone out. Let's worry about that later, Brent. Tell us more about this setup. How do they get this tungsten ore to the railroad? Well, they fly it out in a big transport train. It's over in the hangar right now. And that metal's in big demand now. I'll bet they're cleaning it up, too. I'll say they are. You ought to see a big stack of currency in their safe. And boy, are they suspicious of each other. They're each afraid the other one's going to grab the money and make a getaway. They're no different from other crooks in that respect. What about this hangar? Who's there right now? Well, there's a hangar guard, and 
Carl Green's around there someplace. He's a mechanic he brought in a few days ago. And say, he looks a lot like you, Tommy. Like me? Well, don't hold that again, Bert. <laughs> this old guy can't help. Oh, no smart practices. Look, Bert. You say this mechanic was brought here a few days ago? Yeah, a fellow by the name of Matt flew a man in their plane. Well, in that case, Miller and Briggs might not be thoroughly familiar with his face, do you think? No, I guess not. Hmm. Well, look. Do you think this Carl Green would cooperate with us? Yeah, he might. He's a pretty good fellow. Fine. Now, listen. You go over and talk to him. Tell him the whole story. Tell him we need his help. And get him to lend you a pair of overalls like the ones he wears. Okay. And get back as fast as you can, Vern. We'll wait right here. You bet I will, Tommy. All right, Houdini. Now, will you kindly inform a poor dumbbell like me just what kind of a goofy stunt you're cooking up? Skeeter, my friend. I've got a hunch that when we leave this valley, we'll take the two worthy bosses of this outfit with us. What? You mean Mill and Briggs? Mm-hmm, none of it, chum. And with your good help, it ought to be a cinch. Now, here's the way we'll work. Somebody's coming again. Came over there. A couple of guys with these flashlights. Oh, looking for him. He's coming right this way, Skeet. We better get out of here. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> We gotta keep going. Did they see you? I don't, I don't know, but that's what you said. I wish we knew where the hangar is. Ain't that it right over there, Tommy? Yes, yeah, it looks like it, all right. Let's get over there and see if we can watch the burn. Right here, Skeet. You think you think them gorillas seen us heading for these bushes? No, I don't think so. I think we're all right. Oh, man, Spitfire. Look down, Tailspin. There's about a dozen of them buzzing around with flashlights now. And they all got guns. Yeah, they're putting on a real search, all right. Keep my eye on that hangar door. When Vern comes out, we're warning. Tommy would miss the guy, or else he got caught. We've been here for an hour. Keep your shirt on, Skates. I think he's still around the hangar. Well, if he's ever going to come out, now's his chance. There ain't no searches around. Wait a minute. Here he comes now. Vern. Hey, Vern, here we are. What are you doing here? We almost got caught over by the cliff. We had a plan. I was afraid of that. I stayed behind the hangar till it was safe to come out. What about Carl Green? Everything's fine. Here's your room. Oh, good. He says he'll play ball 100%. Great. Now, look, Vern. I want you to go with Skeeter back to the hangar. I'm depending on you two to knock over the hangar guard and get his rifle. Think you can do it? My brother Harry knocked him over. That's how we got away. Well, then it's a cinch. Now, we got to get that transport played out in the field, too, kid. Maybe a friend can help us, huh? Say, what's this all about, fellas? What's your plan? Peter knows the whole thing. He'll explain it to you. So get going now. No, no, wait, wait a minute. Hmm? Where'll I find Miller and Briggs? Well, they should be in their cabins. You'll see two cabins on the other side of the field. Miller's is the biggest. All right. You fellas go ahead while I slip into these overalls. Sorry to bother you, Mr. Briggs, but 
I want to get straight out on a certain matter. Yeah? Who are you? I'm Carl Green, mechanic over at the hangar. Oh, yeah. What's on your mind? Well, is it all right if I go with Mr. Miller on his trip? He says it's all right, but when I was hired, I was told not to leave the valley. What trip are you talking about? Oh, he didn't say where he was going. He's taking a transport plane. He wants me to go along to help handle his baggage when he lands. See, he's got four heavy suitcases. Four suitcases? Uh-huh. I thought maybe I'd Is Miller in the hangar now? Well, he was when I left. All right, you go on back then. Forget about any trip. Leave this to me. I'll handle it. So you work at the hangar, huh? Yeah, Mr. Miller. I'm the fellow Mac brought in the other day, Carl Green. Yeah? You sure have changed a lot. Huh? How'd you get the sun burned all of a sudden? Oh, well. Well, you see, Mr. Miller, I, I've been working out in the open quite a bit. Oh, yeah? Huh? Well, what are you doing coming here at this time of night? Oh, well, it's about Mr. Briggs. He wants me to go with him in a transport to handle his baggage. He's got four heavy suitcases. <laughs> I'm looking for you. That's what I'm doing. So you're trying to sneak out of the door, eh? So that's your cover-up, huh? Unload them suitcases, you yellow rat. What are you talking about? I'll get them out of there and mighty quick, you double-crosser. You're not getting away with my money. Get back there. Oh, yeah? Get him up. You heard me? Get him up. Reach. Who are you? Never mind that. Searching for it and see if they got good. Say, what is this? Come on, shut up or I'll conk your motor. Here's an automatic on Miller. Fine, you keep it. All right, you monkeys. Get in that ship and don't just stumble over none of them imaginary suitcases. Well, you're going to get in there? All right, all right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll get in. Hey, 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 boss! Pick up the mob of those searchers. We've got to take off in a hurry. So what are we waiting for? Abandon is loaded. All right, hop in, burn. Come on, steer. Here we go. We sure got away just in time. I'll say we did. Hey, where are you guys taking us? We're to? delivering you and your pal to a certain sheriff, Miller. He wants to ask you some questions about a couple of murders. We don't know nothing about no murders. Now, ain't that just too bad? You're getting me sore, mister. Go on, get back in there and shut up or I'll file your flipper wires down. Oh, so you think you're tough, huh? I'm tough enough to handle a dirty mug like you. Yeah, you forget, Punk, that we're both of us flyers and we can very easily take over this plane. I got the drop on him, Skeeter. That gun ain't gonna do you much good, kid. It ain't loaded. You mean... Jump in, guys. Don't get it. Oh, no, you don't, mister. So, you want to play, huh? Keep at him, Skeeter. You're all right, Skeeter? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Now, level her off, and I think we can tie these birds up. How was that for a climb? How's Burns? He all right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm all right. As soon as I get these big gorillas off my leg. All right now, kid. Take this belt of mine and go to work on that Miller guy. I'll take this tough boy here with these shoot ropes. Guess they won't be moving for a while. This ought to hold this guy after he comes to. Well, <clears throat> now, this sure ought to hold our friend here good and plenty. I want to be in on the necktie party for these two birds. Come on up here, you two, and... Get a look ahead. Okay, tailspin. We're coming. Go on, move. Yeah. Isn't that a pretty sight down there? What What do you mean, pretty? Well, doesn't it look good to you now that you're out of it? It sure does to me. Anyhow, I, I guess you'll be back there for a long burn, running the tungsten mine yourself. Well, I certainly hope so. Thanks to you, Tommy, and Skeeter, 
again is the man of our story himself, Tailspin Tommy. Young Vern Osmond was one happy kid at the prospects of running the mine, and for a moment, he almost forgot the murder of his father and the killing of his brother by the two gangsters, Miller and Briggs, who we turned over to the sheriff at Emmettsville. Skates and I were pretty tired after that job. Just one of the many we're always sticking our necks into. But we didn't lose any time in hopping out to Santa Monica to join Betty Lou. Shortly after our arrival, Betty Lou and I were strolling along the beach. You know, Tommy, there's something going on around here. You boys ought to look into it. Yeah? Well, it looks very suspicious to me. Uh, well, wait a minute, honey. Here comes Skeets in his bathing suit. Hey, Skeets! Skeets, here we are. Oh, now, don't stop me. This <laughs> last time we're going to hit the uh, uh, Wait a minute. Come here. Come here. Not so fast. Come here. Oh, now, look. Now, Betty Lou's uncovered some trouble, and she wants to tell us about it. Oh, I might have noticed. <laughs> now, listen, both you boys. You see that man lying on the sand over there? Mm-hmm. The toe-headed fellow? Mm-hmm. Has he been trying to flirt with you? Oh, don't be silly. A few minutes ago, there was another man with him. A heavy set, rather swarthy fellow... And I caught part of their conversation. Yeah? I heard the other man say, after we get away with this airplane, we'll make our headquarters at my sister's place in Brown's Landing. Oh, after they get away with an airplane, huh? Yeah. Sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Very much so. Hey, we ought to follow that fellow and see where he hangs out. You said it, Tommy. Let's keep our eye on that bird, huh? Well, we never got around to following through on that little mystery because a few days later, Paul Smith, our boss, sent us a hurry-up wire to get back to Three Point and make a test flight of a new ship he'd just turned out. And that conversation Betty Lou overheard on the beach helped us solve the mystery of a really vicious crime that took place right there at headquarters. I'll be with you again next week with Skeets and Betty Lou to tell you the whole thrilling story. And for now, good night, all. you to be with us again next week at this time when Tailspin will be heard in the exciting story of The Missing Comet, another in the adventures of Tailspin Tommy. time for that daring hero of the skies with his pal Skeeter and Betty Lou, straight from motion pictures and newspapers created by Hal Forrest, Tailspin Tommy. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.